Welcome to Story Chats at NSB Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. So today is another of our CCR We've Been Reading Recently episodes. Um, I wish that I had spent a little bit more time trying to come up with a topic title that was less of a mouthful, but we're going with the CCR We've Been Reading Recently until I come up with something more creative. Um, I have read some really good books lately, and I'll bet Narelle and Valerie have as well. So it should be a fun talk and hopefully we'll all be adding to our TBRs. That's the hope. <laughs> so um, who wants to go first? Narelle, you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So um, when we talk about recently, books we've recently read, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a recent release, just to, to clarify. Yes, that so, is a good, um, good clarification. Yes. Yes just so we all remember that so we can go back into the dark ages if we really want to but anyway I'm not doing that <laughs> I kind of am although, although so, it still needs to be contemporary right yes yeah, not, so not yes. the dark ages <laughs> yes so I've been uh, I've picked up um Valerie Comer's um geocaching series the oh, pot of gold yes. series so I'm going to talk about two books in one uh, firstly I'll talk about Topaz Treasure because I think I had an ARC advanced reader copy of this book about 10 years ago that from where be. I found it in my Kindle, Changed yes, when I quite first... a lot since then. Though. Yes, so I, I mean, I'm a big rereader, as you probably have gathered from the way I talk about things <laughs> on these episodes. I do enjoy my rereading, so I went back and picked up Topaz Treasure, which is now set on Jewel Lake in Montana, and it's I've always I love this story when I first read it, and I still love this story. So, um, Lisa <laughs> is quite a shy and reserved young lady and she's um, a school teacher and she's lived in Jewel Lake and when she was at college her best friend was quite assertive about her Christian faith and Lister was very sort of I really don't want to talk and she has a bit of baggage because her father is a street evangelist which um, has complicated her um, faith in some very interesting ways and so she's in Jewel Lake and she's volunteered at the church to go and get some promo and some sponsorship money for the geocaching pot of gold um, event that they're holding in Jewel Lake over the summer and so she turns up on the doorstep of the new communication gadget store that's opening up and gets the shock of her life when she realizes her college professor Kirk who was a real um, um, anti-Christian person in college who had nothing good to say about Christianity and was very disdainful of her friend who was a strong Christian happens to be in the store and she's like oh well, this is a zero no way he's going I may as well just walk out the door now there's no point going in this door he's just going to say no to me and but she thinks no I've got to do the right thing I, I said at the church I promised that I would actually try and get some sponsorship money and sponsorship money is always hard to get so she approaches him and nearly falls over when he shows interest in sponsoring the event and um, that's so that, and then he becomes not, it's his brother's store. So he's there for the summer because obviously he's a professor. And he ends up going out, helping her with um, putting, hiding some of the geocaching treasures and different things as well. And there's this little secret that she's keeping is that she hasn't told him that she knows who he used to be. And it's just a lovely story. And it was so fun to go back and reread it. Well, thank you. That's that's the first one. And then I'll jump into the next one, which is Ruby Radiance. And I really love this one because it's one of my favourite tropes. It's stranded together. I really, I've always loved, we, we've done a 
we've we done an episode on stranded together if we yeah, haven't we need not. to do one we should yeah we should yeah yes oh although i'll be talking about all the books i've already talked about but anyway <laughs> <laughs> but okay. anyway this one this one ruby radiance is so cool so um Dale is Kirk's brother. So he owns the communication store that I was talking about in um, Topaz Treasure. And he recently lost his wife, who was a strong Christian, and that he's really, really struggling with the fact that God took her away. And he's really angry. And there's a whole lot of grief and emotions that he's still unpacking around, around all of that. And then we have Trinity, who is just adorable. So she's a potter and she grew up in Jewel Lake, but her parents divorced and she moved with her mother to Seattle. And in the meantime, she actually has an eyesight um, disease called Best Disease, which means that she's losing her eyesight and her eyesight's failing. And so she ended up with her ex-boyfriend dumping her because she was no longer good enough for him, which is just awful. And she moves back to Jewel Lake to reconnect with her brother. And then unfortunately for her, that also means her alcoholic father who's now living with her brother. And that's all very complicated as well. And so she's, what I loved about Trinity is that she has a disability, but she doesn't let that stop her from trying to participate in normal life, which I think is very real to life as well. And so she signs up to do the geocaching pot of gold summer event and get allocated into a team. And Dale is very strongly prompted by Kirk and um, Lisa to go and do it as well. And they'll look after the store for him. And so they end up paired up in the same team. And then when they're out hiking, um, there's this rock slide avalanche event that happens and they get stranded and trapped in the wilderness in Montana. And it was just I mean, I, do, I love seeing characters when they're under pressure because you really see what people are really like when they're put under pressure. And in this story, we really get to see the strength that Trinity has and Dale sees her in a different light as well from this close proximity where they're forced to rely on each other. And I just, I just love that story. So definitely get into this series if you haven't started reading it because it's a good one. It is. I, I'm I, really, glad, really glad you enjoyed it. I second, yes. I second all of that. Yep. All right, Valerie, what have you been reading? Um, something that I have read quite recently is Kimberly Ray Jordan's recent New Hope Falls book called Always By My Side. Now, um, I typed up my notes for today's episode um, a couple of weeks ago. And then last night I was going through making sure that I had, in fact, answered, you know, all my questions and had everything in order. And I had written that this is definitely not a standalone because there's um, a, the resolution of a missing person's thread that's been running through the whole series. And this is what Beth, like book nine or something? I think it's book nine, yes. So my first, so my, that was the thing I opened with, definitely not a standalone. <laughs> and then last night I'm looking at this and going, but it still could be, it actually is fairly standalone-ish in that um, we don't know Josie at all, really. She's mentioned a couple of times, but nothing really about her personality. And we don't know Hawk at all no, no. Um, before this book. And the parts that, um, that, that I thought you needed to know are actually explained, I think, enough in the first yeah. couple of chapters that you could jump into the series right here. Yeah, you'll so, have it's it's one of those you'll have a richer experience if you've read all of them. Mm -hmm. But if you jump in at, at this book, 
you'll still have a very enjoyable read. Yeah, and the other characters that live in town are not like so important in this story that that you lose a lot of the information. Yeah, At least that, that's how I felt. Josie Thompson is a nurse. She's living in um, taking care of an elderly wealthy man. And when his grandson Hawk is injured in combat, he comes to his grandfather's house to re recuperate and Josie takes him on. This. So um, yeah, we, we haven't met these characters really at all throughout the series before this. And so if you're liking something, you know, the benefactor and a little bit of money getting thrown around and a deeply injured brooding hero, then this is a, this is a really solid uh, story. And they, you're talking about stranded together. Well, these two are stranded together too, but in a different way, right? Because yeah. they, they share a house. They can't get away from each other. She works there and she's not about to quit her job just because she finds this guy alluring at times and agonizing and antagonistic. <laughs> rest, like she, she doesn't want to think of him, but she's not going to quit her job right away. And he's not going anywhere. He's physically incapable for part of it. And um, so they're kind of stranded together as well in that whole scenario. But yeah, if you haven't started reading New Hope Falls series by Kimberly Ray Jordan, go start. <laughs> and then there's, keep going. There's nine books. Yeah. <laughs> there are. All right. So one I read recently is Truth is a Whisper by Mandy Blake. Um, she is kicking off a new uh, cowboy series. This is Wolf Creek Ranch, as opposed to her other one, which Blackwater Blackwater Ranch <laughs> was Blackwater Ranch. This is Wolf Creek Ranch. Um, so it's kind of fun because it's a big, it's a first book in a brand new series. So it's it's um, it's like a cocktail party, right? You get introduced to all the new people that you're gonna you're gonna get to know as the series progresses. Um, so it uh, focuses in on, I wrote down no names. <laughs> Why do I do this? I, think I haven't read this one, so I can't help you. I've read gosh. quite a few of her other ones, her other cowboy series, but not quite all of them yet. He's uh, Jeremiah or Jedediah or it's a J. He's a J. And I think she's Ava. So... Um, they had met when Ava was at the, this ranch is owned by Ava's grandfather. So Ava's mother left the ranch, uh, pretty much like as soon as she was old enough, she ran, she hated the ranch and she ran. Uh, and so she's wanted nothing to do with anything having to do with the ranch. They did come back briefly when Ava was like 17 and she met our hero, whose name starts with a J, <laughs> at that time. And they had a, like a little summer romance that was supposed to be just like a little summer romance, but it, they both, you know, remembered it in the years to come kind of thing. Um, and she, uh, her grandfather calls her and explains that he has, I believe had a stroke. Um, and so he wants her to come for uh, you know just a couple weeks just so he can see her in case he he's recovering but he he sort of guilt trips her into coming 
Um, so she she does. She goes uh, against the the angry imprecations of her mother who basically she works for her mother as her assistant right now and her mother basically says if you do this I'm giving your room to this other employee and you won't have a job here so don't bother coming back but she goes ahead and goes anyway um yeah mom's mom's a real piece of work (laughs) um wow yeah so and it's just it's fun um it's not romantic suspense but there's a fun little twist uh, at the end that that is I've seen I've noticed that in Mandy's work that she tends tends to that a little yeah. bit yeah um it is definitely a cowboy romance so if that's your jam you want this one if that's not your jam it's still a good read <laughs> um I still recommend it because I mean cowboy books are not generally my jam but um I I enjoyed it it was not uber cowboy like you know there weren't too many cows so um it it was it was good it was enjoyable um and I'm looking forward I I probably will read the others in the series um so I I liked it a lot cool yeah do you have well Narelle already did too so we should go back Um, to Valerie to do a second one (laughs) what do you say Narelle well, I have, I do have another one. And all Beth right, might, go ahead. You might, you would regret me passing on this. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, definitely. Uh, you would. And I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> the, the one I'm going to talk about is postcards. Oh. So we can skip if you want. No, no, no. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> Too funny. Yes. Yeah, so postcards, I picked up postcards and well, I read this Who's book. the author of this, Narelle? I don't know. Um, Elizabeth Madry, have I heard of her? No. <laughs> Vague, vague memories somewhere. I think I read something by her a a while back. A while ago. A while back. Last week or something. Maybe last Yes, quite possibly. Possibly. So so I picked up postcards and um, I'd heard a bit of chatter about it's it's first person, it's different to her other books, um, it's single point of view. And if you've listened to me on the podcast, you'll know that I'm a hard sell on first person and I'm also a hard sell (laughs) on single point of view and I picked this book up and I would have read it within seven hours I did not put it down it was I missed (laughs) there was something were important things in my life that didn't get done because I just picked up this book and I started reading and I was hooked in from the get-go and it didn't let me go I just kept reading and kept reading it is so good and (laughs) it's also, if I hadn't have known who the author was, I would have known it was Elizabeth Madry because her voice is so strong in this book. So if you love her. interesting, even though yeah. it's just straight up first person and her yes. other stuff isn't. Yeah, I know. And it's also, you could have even moved into women's fiction territory a bit as well. Yeah. So the romance is there, but it's not as strong as some of her other books as well but even knowing all that her voice was so strong that it was very clear that it was her book and I loved it so the story with this one is that her her parents passed away in a car accident um, very suddenly and so she ended up inheriting the house and was very close to her older sister and then the story opens with her older sister basically calling her to say that well I have a terminal 
cancer diagnosis and I'm leaving and I'm cancelling my phone and I'm traveling and I will see you in heaven effectively and it was like oh I mean (laughs) it was an absolute like oh my goodness this poor girl I just wanted to give her a big hug she needed (laughs) one yeah yes right from the get-go but what I loved about this book is that it really went through the whole gamut of emotions with grief and how people deal with grief differently and there's no right or wrong way to do that and also in terms of how people handle their impending passing to the next life is also not necessarily the same either. It can be very different. And the whole sibling dynamics and that went along with that and really how she just really struggled with God about, you know, everybody in my life leaves me. My parents have left me. My sister has left me. And she gets the most adorable cat, (laughs) Jim Lee. I really, yes, yes. I really like the cat. I'm a cat person, so that was cool (laughs) as well, yeah. Yeah, so if you're looking for a, a powerful emotional read that will have you grabbing the Kleenex at the end um, then, but it had a lovely ending. I love the way that I love the ending. I thought it was really, really good as well. Um, yeah. So go for this one, but don't, don't pick it up if you're looking for something light and fluffy because no. it's not a light and fluffy book. No, it's not. Yes. I get a little bit of hate about the ending that people either really? love it. Yeah. People either love it or hate it. So interesting interesting well to him I thought I picked it like I figured that it was probably going to land in a in where it landed yeah because it made logical sense sure. to me but maybe that's the author in me analyzing as I read possibly but I, it worked to they, me it made it made sense they didn't like Owen's behavior leading up to the end is what most people feel they felt it was out of character for him I could write like a whole paper on why it wasn't, but I mean, everybody has their own experience with a book, so it's okay. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that was, it was actually at that point in the book where I'm like, this is why it had to be single person point of view. Because if we had been in Owen's head, it would not have been the same book, if that makes sense. And sometimes I'll get frustrated with single person point of view romance because it's like I really need to be in his head like you're ripping me off like this is awful but sometimes the stories dictate that that's the best way to tell it so I thought that that to me made perfect sense because at that point in time I didn't really care what was going on in his head to be perfectly (laughs) frank because I was so absorbed in what she was going through and maybe because I've, I recently lost my father so I've been dealing with grief personally myself maybe that's why I related to her and also the introvert um, I, I have done that myself when my father passed I'm very much close up shop I want to be left alone don't bug me sort of thing so I naturally do that so I really understood why Cecily felt like she needed to take that time out that made perfect sense to me so if this is the book if this sounds interesting to you all the listeners are listening to me <laughs> ramble on about it go get it because I as I said it was a good read and if you get hooked at the beginning then it'll keep you through the whole book thank you seconded <laughs> motion carried exactly <laughs> what do you got next Valerie um, I think I'm going to rearrange the order here because the uh, one of the books that I've recently read is um, similar, but not similar, in that it's a, it's a single point of view, first person, and that is Tammy L. Gray's book, Love and a Little White Lie. So it, um, when you said it could 
kind of almost bridge into women's fiction because of that. Here, I'm mm -hmm. clunking this thing. Um, <laughs> that kind of did as well because it's um, it, it's the character's name is January Sanders, and it's her journey through more than romance, but romance is a significant part of it as well. So she gets a job, um, a temporary job in a mega church because her aunt put in a good word for her. But nobody asks her if she's a believer and she's not, she's an atheist. So now she's in there and they're talking about this worship ministry and that prayer ministry and this pastoral thing and what they're doing over here. And, and she has no clue, but she needs this job. So she's just like, wait, yeah, I can do that. I, I, I can order that. I can, I, I've got it. I've got it. She has no clue what's going on. Um, and she really thinks that they're all more than a little bit weird um, because it's not just that she's never thought about God, she's decided he doesn't exist. So all these people doing all this stuff in the name of God is, I mean, they're just weird, right? I mean, it's just, she can't really go with that at all. But she had to leave where she'd been because a relationship had gone very bad and the only place she knew where she would be safe and welcome was at her aunt's house so she goes there um so then she begins dating one of the worship leaders who assumes because she works at the church that she's a believer as you do <laughs> she yes you do and he doesn't ask those important questions about her faith either and she's you know manages to change the subject or slide through or whatever she doesn't actually lie to him um but you're kind of like going january <laughs> this is not i'm uncomfortable with your behavior as a reader i'm uncomfortable with your behavior and then there's the groundskeeper her, her aunt's place is a big wedding venue and so there's this guy who's always around doing yard work garden work building a gazebo doing all this stuff and he's bitter and antagonistic and it turns out that his wife recently left him and he's was part of the crowd at that same church but he's um not happy with god at all and so she it's kind of love triangle-y in that she's dating the worship leader finding herself attracted to this bitter groundskeeper um but it, it isn't really mind you we i don't know if we ever came up with a firm definition for what a love triangle was when we did it no. but <laughs> so it's not completely a romance either but it but there is romance right because it's her journey to god and what what it takes for her to um, realize that these people are only a little bit crazy but in a nice way and that their foundation is actually firm underneath all that so i really enjoyed it there are more books in the series and i am almost certainly going to um pick them up and read them even though this is traditionally published and so they are quite a lot more money yeah <laughs> yeah that one's on my want to read list as well and i can't remember if i actually have it in my kindle i think you'll enjoy thinking. it it was it was yeah. on sale in December or January, and then it sat on my Kindle for a bit. 
yeah that's probably when I bought it then I mean yeah Um, but um yeah I I could yeah I think you'll like it it sounds really interesting it does sound interesting from there (laughs) excellent but the the spiritual thread was very very strong and solid in it and um and the romance was satisfying in the end so two critical features right there even if you wanted to kind of like box (laughs) your little ears a few times through it but I mean that's sometimes the mark of a good story too because you get invested enough to care yes sure for sure cool all right so my second one is um waiting for right now by Kalia um it is the final one in her I think it's Finding Home is the name of the series. That sounds right. She, she only has the one right now. So um, I have this book on my Kindle. I haven't got to it yet. It's really cute. It is new adults. They're very young. Uh, f- they were a high school romance. It's a second chance. They were a high school romance. Um, he was a year older, I think, a year older than her. So a year ahead in school. And, uh, after his graduation, he broke up with her. He, they basically, it's a, it's got a little bit of Romeo and Juliet to it without the suicide at the end. So, um, (laughs) feuding families, um, basically they told him you need to break up with her if you're going to be part of the family farm, which was his whole dream. So they sent him to learn farm management at this other big farm far away so he broke up with her rather than doing long distance um with a whole lot of pressures tried to tried to couch it as he was doing it for her but didn't really succeed super well with her in in terms of that um and then uh the story picks up uh when they're both done with college um back in and in their hometown and he's just determined to get her back and she is just determined that she is not interested, even though she still absolutely loves him. She won't date anyone else than her friends have tried, but she also doesn't want to risk her heart again. And so it's it's a nice finding their way back to each other, um, you know, rekindling that young love and finding that it lasted. Um, very, very, very sweet. Um, you know, it definitely faith themes but not super like whack in the head with them but they're there <laughs> they're there so and I, I like that it. there can be a good variety of that yeah I think we've talked about that before too in in yeah. a Christian romance is that some of them really need to have an altar call pretty much yeah whereas other ones the the growth is more subtle and it's not as major but I mean that's, that's real life, life too. yeah yeah. yeah, not every moment is a, a big, big thing. No, Thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And it's yeah. reunion romance. So as I said, I wouldn't normally necessarily go for new adult, but a reunion mm-hmm. romance, I would be more much more inclined to pick up. Sounds I, interesting. That was honestly what bumped this up to the top because I was in the mood for a, a second chance. Um, and yeah. I was like, oh, I've got, I've got Kendra's. So um, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I did. It was really cute. It was really good. Yeah. Um, do we have, does anybody have another they're dying to talk about today? We are doing this every month. So I don't, we, some of us, we've mentioned that we're, we're like squirreling some of them away for future <laughs> podcasts. So, um, but if you have a third one that you're desperate to talk about, we can do that. 
I've done three, so I'm done. <laughs> um, I know that you guys have read more of Sarah Monson's mm-hmm. previously than what I had. So I'll just pop in and say I read Molly recently. Yeah. And so that was fun. And the premise there basically is, can you tell the truth too much? Mm-hmm. I think so it starts out with um, her being uh, fired from her job in a preschool because she explained to a small child what a tampon was <laughs> and her, the principal is like um, you don't have to well she said but it's true they asked this question and this is the answer and they're like but it isn't always appropriate yeah. anyways um, she the fact that she's fired is overheard by the father of one of the children in her class who is a doctor and is desperate for a nanny and so he like follows her back down the hallway and (laughs) offers her a job and she thinks he's just a creeper and and but she just lost her job and she really likes his kid so she agrees to do that temporarily while she looks for something else and the rest as they say is history but um but that whole premise, and it goes throughout the whole story too. How much truth is too much truth? Yeah. Or is there such a thing? And is there ever a time when you should back off on the truth? I thought it was well done and, and funny. But but that truth, it really did kind of niggle underneath the whole foundation of the story. And I hope. loved how Sarah set up why when you get toward the end and you find yeah. out why Molly is so insistent that she doesn't she doesn't even bend the she doesn't shade the truth she doesn't bend the truth it is yeah. the unvarnished truth at all times if you ask her perhaps more truth than would have been needed yes (laughs) but um but then when you find out why you're like well I mean I can see yeah that would be one way to react to that situation yeah yeah it was well done I need to bump these books higher up in my tbr I have them I haven't read the socal okay um, so good I need to yeah (laughs) They're so good. I love, um, every time somebody says one of them, I'm like, oh, that was my favorite, but I, I, they're all my favorite. Um, oh, <laughs> I guess that's simple then. <laughs> it's that simple. Um, yeah, they're, they're so fun. Um, have you read something else recently you want to talk about today, Beth? Uh, no, I only wrote down my two, um, okay. because I, I hit, a, I blogged about it in, um, the beginning yeah. of February. I hit this sort of reading slump. <laughs> Um, and so to try and get out of that, I, I switched genres a little bit and I'm trying to read. And so I'm like, well, I do have some CCR that I want to read, but let's, let's wait and not use it all up on this one. Um, in case I'm still in a slump next time, which I really hope not, really hope not, but, um, yeah, that's where I am. All right. Um, let us know what you have been reading. We love to hear it. Um, it's it's fun to see. We've gotten some fun comments on our previous uh, recent CCR Reads <laughs> episode. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun to see what you guys are reading too. So please do drop us a comment either on our YouTube page, which is where most people seem to comment, or you, we do have a Storage Jazz Facebook page and we welcome comments there as well. And if you are on YouTube, hit that notification bell and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And um, 
that's that's it. So we'll say goodbye for this week and we'll see you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.